ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 Purpose Girls. So I was leading the Goddess Girls Retreat last year and sharing the one key to being our happiest selves. And that is our wholeness. That as women, we are so much more than any one role that we play, right? Like whether that is your corporate or career role or that is being mom or that is being daughter, that is being friend, we are so much more than one role. But what I find over and over again in my own life throughout the past 44 years, as well as working with so many women around the world, is that we have cut off critical parts of ourselves. And as I was leading these gorgeous women in this gorgeous Versace mansion right into their goddess selves and talking about the different aspects of women and one aspect of our playful mermaid inside. Every woman has this playful, joyful inner little girl inside. Several of the women started to cry because they had not had fun in so long. They hadn't allowed themselves fun, right? Their fun came last after everybody else. As I talked about the wild woman who is sensual and raw and natural and primal, sexual, a couple of the women cried because they hadn't felt that part of themselves. Yeah, maybe they were still having sex with their partner or maybe they weren't. They hadn't felt that part of themselves. And what we did in that exercise was to bring out each aspect of woman, each aspect that is inside of every woman, inside of every one of us, to allow and feel our wholeness because our wholeness is the key to our happiness. So today's episode of the Purpose Girl podcast is all about your wholeness. It's all about you naming and reclaiming every part of your feminine self every part of your whole woman self. Because that, my love, is the key to you being your happiest self. So you're going to want to stay tuned for the entire episode because I will be giving all of the different aspects of being a woman. There are more than you can imagine. Keys and tools for how to access each piece. And of course, purpose power tips at the end. So first, though, I want to, of course, read our review of the week. And I read these because As we all share how the Purpose Girl podcast is impacting you, more women find us. So here is our review of the week. It is coming from Free to Be Me in the United States. It's called Speaking Our Truth, and the truth shall set you free, free to be who you are meant to be. Thank you, Karen, for all you say and do to empower us. I now look forward to getting in my car to drive to and from work. As soon as I get in the car, I turn on one of your podcasts, and your positivity helps me to be in the right frame of mind to take such good care of myself and to spread your positive attitude to everyone I know. Free to be me. I freaking love you. That's the best gift that you could possibly give to me is to spread the 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 message, is to spread the the 
purpose, happiness, love, because a woman's true purpose is to radiate. And when you are full and you are radiating, that is how you're going to impact the world. That's how we're going to change the world one woman at a time. So if you have not yet left your review for the Purpose Girl podcast, please pause this for just two minutes. Go on over to Apple Podcasts or whatever your favorite player is and leave your five-star review. It can be one sentence of what the Purpose Girl podcast has done for you. And we do that because that's how women around the world are finding us. In fact, just last week, we were in the top 12, Purpose Girl podcast made the top 12 self-help podcasts in all of Oman. So women all over the world are finding us and it's because of you and your reviews. So thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. It is the best gift you could give to me. That said, let's get back to our wholeness. So a woman recently called me to talk about what coaching would look like together. And as I started talking to her about how she wants to feel in life, what it is that she wants to create and experience, she did not know, right? It was just so normal. We don't know what we want, but what she did know was what she didn't want. And what she didn't want was to feel so depleted anymore. What she didn't want was to feel so stuck. What she didn't want was to feel so lost. What she didn't want was to feel like a slave to everybody else's needs. She said, I literally look in the mirror and I don't recognize myself anymore. I used to be this fun person. I used to travel. I used to do all these things. And then life took over. And maybe you can relate, right? I think we all can relate that inside of us, there is this like really fun and fun can look different for each of us. For some people, that's going to be like, you know, dancing, you know, all night. And for some people, that's going to be like diving deep into philosophical topics. And all of that is good, right? It's like each person is individual. And that's what we love. We love you being an individual. But when life starts to take over, right, when we start to get so many responsibilities, responsibilities that, that we maybe wanted, wanted motherhood and you're grateful for motherhood or wanting your job and you love your job or whatever it might be, grateful that you, you have the ability to care for your parents. But we have so many responsibilities on us as women that we often lose the core of womanhood and as you may know from listening to the Purpose Girl podcast, I left, you know, my first marriage and then I left my corporate career to pursue this idea of what is happiness? What is it really? And in my own personal life, what I found, right, when I had early on in my life, in my early 20s, had pursued the perfect marriage to the perfect guy with the perfect house. I mean, you should have seen our house. It was like I was 24 years old. I felt like I was literally playing dress up. Because we had this 2,400 square foot house in the suburbs where, you know, everybody around us had little kids. And here we were 24, 25 years old. And we had this huge yard and these beautiful hardwood floors and this beautiful fireplace and our crate and barrel furniture. Like everything looked perfect. But I felt so empty inside. I felt like I, I I was missing in the picture. And the picture looked good. And as I talked to this woman, I so recognized her story. Granted, I don't have kids yet. Granted, we have in many ways different lives. But I recognized the story of losing yourself. And so when I went back to graduate school to get my master's degree in positive psychology, the science of happiness and human flourishing from the University of Pennsylvania, I went with a specific mission. And that specific mission was What is happiness for women? 
Is it different? Is it the same? And what I discovered, first what I discovered was really diving into the statistics around women being twice as likely to be depressed as men, women being on more antidepressants, women, and and granted, some of this may be that men don't report as much, men are more ashamed of their mental health, they don't go seek therapy, absolutely. Men are also more um, prone to alcoholism, to violence, and to um, different outlets. So absolutely, that could be part of this. But a fascinating research study from the University of Pennsylvania from a few years ago had shown that women today, current modern women, were less happy than women were 30 years ago. And that particular study really like entered into, it broke my heart and then literally like went through my veins in this terrifying way. Because I think it's just getting worse, right? That research study showed that even though we have more opportunity, we have more equality, we have more options, we also have more misery. And so I really wanted to understand what is going on for women. And I learned amazing techniques. I learned amazing research in the science of human flourishing. I learned how negativity bias, right, that our brains go more negative than positive and how shifting our mindset is a huge key to living our happiest lives. I learned how women actually ruminate more, right? We, it is, we are more prone as women to worry, and that's actually biological because we are nurturers and we are the ones who take care of the kids and the community. I mean, kind of historically, I'm not saying necessarily today, but, you know, so that is biological. So we ruminate more, we worry more, we spend more time thinking about what went wrong. Men's brains are better able to compartmentalize. But I learned the different aspects of well-being in general, right? So positivity, engagement, and and I did a six-part series on this, which you can go back into the Purpose Girl podcast and find every other week. I I did a six-part series many months ago. Engagement, really having activities that you love and bring you into a state of flow, using your strengths instead of focusing on your weaknesses, being mindful and present and engaged in the moment, having healthy, positive, nourishing relationships, Really having a sense of meaning and purpose in your life and knowing why am I here on the higher scale. Achieving your goals, having physical vitality. Each of these is a critical aspect of well-being. But I still hadn't really discovered what about women? What about women specifically? And so after I graduated with my master's degree in positive psychology, I went on and I studied the divine feminine. Um, mentor of mine had asked me to support her in a retreat. And as I was supporting her in this self-love retreat, I found this deep well of love for myself and this deep well of pain for all the years I hadn't loved myself. And then at the end of the retreat, she mentioned the word priestess to me. And I didn't even know what that meant, priestess. I just knew that when she said the word, it resonated in every cell of my body. High priestess. And I said, yes, whatever, whatever you're suggesting to me. And so, so I, I entered into a one-year program to study the divine feminine. And here's what that means. For thousands and thousands and thousands of years, women were regarded as the wisest in the community. In ancient times, 
people did not even understand that men had anything to do with birth, with, with, with birthing a child, with, with having a child. Rather, because women, it was honored that women were sensual beings. It was honored that women were um, fully in their bodies and women were free to have sex with multiple people. And when they want, I mean, these are, I'm talking about ancient, ancient, thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. And in those times, no one knew who a quote unquote father was. So they just knew that all of a sudden a woman's belly swelled up and months later she had a baby and it was considered a miracle. Wow. Woman is able to create life. And so women were worshipped for this. Women were revered for this. Women were sought for their highest intuition. In fact, when a woman was on her period was when people would go to her for sage advice, for wisdom. So the idea of feminine, right? I'm not necessarily talking about man, woman, but feminine qualities, the feminine qualities of intuition, right? The things that sometimes you just know. Right? It's like you just have an intuition that maybe something is going on with a dear friend and you reach out to them and they say, oh my God, how did you know I, I needed to hear from you today? Or you have an intuition, right? A friend of mine was telling me that she she had an intuition about her son at college, just like something, yeah, there's moms worrying, but then there was like an intuition. And sure enough, that day he had tripped and fallen and, and had an accident, right? So there's like our intuition, our ability to to con- to connect in something deeper that a woman's wisdom is also in her unconditional love and compassion because we have that ability as women women's wisdom ancient wisdom true wisdom deep in a woman's heart is sensuality right now that word has kind of been co-opted to mean just sex but what it really means is our ability to slow it down and take in information in the senses to really appreciate the beauty of an aroma, to be able to take in a sound. Do you know research has shown that in a room of crying babies, a mother can pick out the sound of her own baby crying? So a woman's ability for senses is ancient and brilliant. Women actually, it's a feminine quality to be creative right? Because women are the original creators. So I'm not saying that men aren't also creative and artistic. And, and of course, creativity includes more than just making art. But the feminine attribute of creativity and creating is feminine. And fierce, fierce lioness, mama bear protecting her babies. That's woman. Right. Like you've probably all read the stories that when a a woman's child is trapped under a car, she can pick up that car. Right. It is fierce protection. And women have these gorgeous curves like we beat ourselves up in the mirror for having hips or a belly. But think about belly dancers. Isn't that what is sensual and gorgeous and beautiful? Think about when you go into a museum and all the paintings on the walls are these voluptuous, beautiful women. And yes, I am like moving my body as I say this to you. This is woman. This is feminine. But what's happened in our modern world is that the masculine has been honored above the feminine. The masculine of go, 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 do, 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 get it done. The masculine of 
logical, right? How many times I remember with my first husband, we were trying to decide where to get a house. My grandparents had gifted us uh, an amount of money for a down payment. And I wanted to live in the adorable little town that had the walkable coffee shops and restaurants and movie theater and bookstore. And the houses are all old. And yeah, you've got to fix them up. And yeah, they're small. But that was like so nourishing to me and amazing. And he wanted to live in this like new neighborhood where the houses were, you know, pretty new. And so every and you got more house for your money. And it was like logical. And ultimately, we each laid down our quote unquote case or argument for why we each wanted that house, that neighborhood. And he won because it was logic. He said, well, if we're going to put money in, if we're going to buy a house, we should have a house that you know, won't break down. We should have a bigger house. We should have, and it was like, everything logical was like, yeah, I guess you're right. But like, but my intuition, but my knowing my senses are that I, I need this, this like more adorable, charming life. And so we moved into where he wanted and I was miserable, right? So I didn't listen to my intuition. And that's because in our society, the masculine has been honored more. Right. The the mind control of the the rational, the do, 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 just get it done, overdue. Then that's why we end up depleted and exhausted. It's actually not natural to the feminine. It's not natural to our way of being. Even think about in school, the hard sciences. Right. And I I mean hard. I'm, I'm using quotation marks. I don't mean like more difficult, but like the the skills of math and science are honored more than art, than any of the creative pursuits, than body movement. And so what's happened from that? What's happened from that is so many schools have cut off kids having any access to their senses, kids having any access to listen to their intuition, kids having any access to joy, right? So think about as adult women what's happened. The world has been telling us that we are not good enough. We're not good enough mothers. We have to be perfect, all these things. And so we're like constantly sacrificing any aspect that would bring joy to us. We're sacrificing everything I just mentioned about the feminine in order to try to make it in this masculine, over-masculine world. And listen, there's divine masculine. I love divine masculine. This is not man bashing. It's saying that we're out of balance and that for a woman to be happy is to be whole again is to be whole again. So what we actually have to do is we have to identify where are the parts of our femininity? Where are the parts of our feminine selves that we have cut off? Because I promise you this, anytime you cut off any part of yourself, you will end up depressed, right? Think about it. Think about it. If you are suppressing, right? And one of my coaching clients She had suppressed her sexual nature. She's like a wild child, right? And I don't mean like kind of gross spring break. I mean like she's sensual and sexual and she loves to flirt and she loves to feel good about her body. But for years, she just, that was considered slutty or that was considered not important. And so she cut that off. And just pursued, right, like the good mom, the good marriage, the good everything. And didn't allow herself this true part of her nature. And then wondered, well, why am I, why am I so down? 
Why do I feel empty? Why do I feel not, not my whole self? Because there's this other part of you that deserves to be honored, right? You deserve to flirt with yourself in the mirror. You deserve to enjoy self-pleasure. You deserve to find a way in the world for you to be your whole self. Or another one of my clients who, her whole, when she was a child, she just loved being a unicorn. Like unicorn, playful, so fun, so artsy. But that was, she was told she was too much. Tone it down. Tone it down. Now, her, her parents in telling her that probably were well-meaning, right? This is not like parent bashing or blaming. Rather to say, oh, well, no wonder you're... And then she was like, when she found me, she was grinding, grinding, grinding like 70, 80 hours a week at work to prove herself, prove that she was good enough, prove that... But there was no unicorn in her anymore. And as we did our work together, she not only discovered her true purpose of creating support for other women and loving on other women, she also found her unicorn self and started really embracing her because her unicorn self is her true self, is beautiful. And so we need to understand all of the different aspects of woman, of the feminine, and then reclaim them. And when I did that one year deep dive into the divine feminine, that's what I did is I, we studied each month, each moon cycle. Actually, we would study a different archetype, a different aspect of ancient feminine wisdom so we could reclaim it and we could be that in the world and not instead of our masculine qualities, but in addition to be our whole selves. And that's how we become our happiest selves. So I'm going to take a quick break for a note from our sponsor. And when we come back, I'm going to go through each of the different aspects of the feminine. But first, we all want to do the right thing to keep our bodies healthy in the long run. But even if we try really hard to eat kale salads and drink green smoothies, we're still most likely not getting all of the essential nutrients that we need on a daily basis. That's why I take Ritual, the obsessively researched vitamin for women. Ritual's essentials have all of the nutrients that most of us don't get enough of from food. It's clean, it's absorbable, there's no shady additives or ingredients. And I started taking Ritual because I was taking vitamins that had folic acid for prenatal. But the truth is that most of us cannot absorb folic acid. We need folate. So I started taking Ritual and I loved them because they taste so good. They're either minty or lemony. They are totally clean. I've been taking them now for over a year. And the thing about them is they started off just as a sponsor and then I became a paying customer of Ritual. I love them. Ritual is transparent. So if you're an obsessive label reader, it's vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, allergen-free. It's so good. All of their sources are, you can see inside the capsule, it's so good. So better health does not happen overnight. And right now, Ritual is offering my listeners, you 10% off your first three months. That is huge. So fill in the gaps of your diet with essential ritual vitamins for women. It's a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com forward slash purpose girl. Start ritual today. Again, that's 10% off during the first three months at ritual.com forward slash purpose girl. So let's get back to our wholeness. So upcoming is the Women's Happiness Summit where I've interviewed 24 experts on women's happiness. And I did it specifically around our wholeness because each woman, right, we have these different aspects. And so I interviewed an expert all about self-compassion and an expert all about self-love, which is the part of ourselves that is the friend, the sister. I interviewed 
an expert all about sex and orgasm, which is our wild, sensual goddess of love self. So it's super important that we recognize every aspect of our wholeness. And that's why I set up the summit this way. So let's get into the different archetypes of the feminine. So the first archetype is mother. Now, what I find is that most women have this one down, whether you are a mother to a human or not, or you're a mother to animals, you're a mother to the earth, you're a mother you know, to your friends, you're the one who's always giving advice. Most women have this archetype down. And the mother, her gift is unconditional love, right? We have this ability to really nurture others, to love others. And it's beautiful. Now, unfortunately, the shadow side of this is sacrificing, right? So believing that in order for me to love anyone and everyone else, I've got to give myself up. I've got to put myself last. And that's the shadow. So what we want to do is to embrace this beautiful, inherent feminine quality of unconditional love for the world, unconditional love for each other's children, unconditional love for animals and the planet and trees, and recognize that the only way to really give that unconditional love is to have unconditional love for ourselves too. It's not either or, it's both and, and recognizing that the more I give myself unconditional love, right? When you love a child, even when they screw up and, you know, get paint all over your wall or bring mud into the house or, you know, even steal, let's say, a candy bar from the, the drugstore, you still love that child. And so that's how we want to love ourselves. And that's the archetype of mother. Such unconditional love, even when we make mistakes, such unconditional love, even when we don't succeed in the way that we think we're supposed to, such unconditional love, even when we gain 10 pounds, no matter what. So that's the first archetype. And I find most women can kind of check that off and say, yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. And it may be not mothering myself, but towards others. So that's our opportunity with, with the mother archetype. The second archetype is one I also find women do, re, most women do really well, and that is the sister. And the sister archetype is the goddess of compassion, right? So this is being so compassionate with our friends, being so compassionate toward causes, being so compassionate, lending an ear when someone needs us, showing up when someone is sick with a casserole, right? Or showing up with some lemons and vodka if you have a friend who's going through a breakup, right? We tend to be very compassionate. Now, I'm not saying that this is every woman, and certainly a lot of men have these qualities too, right? These are the feminine, ancient feminine qualities that were honored and revered thousands and thousands of years ago. And now think about what's happened with unconditional love, like with, with, with archetype of mother. Archetype of mother now is like made fun of on sitcoms. But this was revered, the unconditional love of woman, of feminine. So the second one of compassion, right? What happens in not in, divine masculine is also compassion, but the distorted, angry masculine that we are living in right? This kind of old patriarchal world that we're living in that wants to strip away the feminine. What that's done with compassion is actually made us, the, the, the shadow side of that is to be fearful and not trust, right? When in fact, we're actually very compassionate people. Women have 
been turned against each other, this idea that there's only one seat at the table for us or this idea that only one person's going to get like the great partner. We've been we've been made to compete against each other in terms of who's prettier, who's more popular. Those are shadows. But the truth is that inside of every woman is this compassionate friend. Now, again, what can happen, this other shadow with the compassionate goddess of compassion is that we can put everybody else's needs first, right? So again, there's a shadow there and we want to reclaim and say, I can have such fierce compassion for someone else and love myself through that. And so what this means is sometimes we're so compassionate towards someone else that we say yes to them, even when we really need to say no, right? Yeah, I can come over. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I'll take care of your kids. Yeah. And we want to be a good friend. But if we're not, if we're doing that in a totally, again, self-sacrificing way where we are not compassionate with ourselves, understanding that sometimes, right, how I, I was just talking with a client who knew that she stayed in a marriage for 15 years longer than she should have because she was so compassionate toward him. Now, that's beautiful to be compassionate toward him. But maybe the most compassion she could have had was for both of them in saying that the best thing for him would also have been to be with someone who loved him as is completely. So like I said, most women have compassion down. What we want to do is to start having fierce compassion, which is compassion for both you and the other person, and to start understanding that we can really trust and connect deeply with other women, which is why I hold retreats like the Goddess Girls Retreat, do the Empowered Program, because what happens in sisterhood is absolutely magical. When another woman witnesses you and sees your gifts and sees your strengths, when another woman lifts you up, when another woman says, yeah, you can do that dream. Heck yeah. That's why on Goddess Girls, a couple of years ago, a woman had had a dream of driving an RV across the United States and she did it after all of these women witnessed her. So that's what's possible. So this is our goddess of compassion. This is the second, the friend archetype, okay, the sister archetype. So again, number one is mother. Number two is the sister archetype. Sometimes I call it friend, but we'll just call it sister. The third archetype is what's called the priestess. And this is from the work of Ariel Spilsbury. The, the priestess archetype is the place of slowing down and going into our deep intuition. And I know you're busy. I know you've got a million and one things on your plate. I know there's no time. And I know that it might seem annoying to try to sit and meditate. So I'm not just talking about meditation here. I'm talking about taking a pause, a momentary pause. It could be when you're on the toilet. And rather than listening to all the chaos in your mind of what you have to do and what needs to be done, and, and I get it, so get it. I've got to remind myself to do this like 10 times a day, right? It doesn't come naturally for me either. It's to pause, take a deep breath, feel into my heart, feel into your heart. What's true? What's true, right? Because your brain will tell you what is not possible, what is you're not capable of, what is stupid. But the priestess slows it down and listens for her inner wisdom, right? The priestess does that. And that's where you're going to find truth. So the gift of intuition, a client of mine was just telling me how she knows that she is ready to take what has been her passion project, her passion work of working with others spiritually in a healing way. And she knows that that is meant to be her 
true gift and purpose and work in the world. And her fear brain is telling her all the things of why she shouldn't do that. And then we got into priestess and we paused and we took a deep breath. She slowed it down, hand on heart, and what is true. And her intuition was so clear. Her intuition was, this is my real gift. And it's all going to be okay. It's going to work. Another client of mine was in a business meeting. And everybody was talking about a particular idea. And she just knew, no, this is not going to work. She just knew it. And her, she had an intuition about what was needed. And she shared her intuition. But she had no research to back it up. She had no data points. And sure enough, she was right. And she said, I knew it, right? Or another client of mine was in a business meeting and had an intuition of an idea and she was too afraid to share it, right? Too afraid that people would poo-poo it. And then a few minutes later, someone else brought it up and everyone, oh, it's a brilliant idea. And she thought, I knew it. So it's actually ancient feminine wisdom. Women have this intuition, right? They call it mother's intuition, but you don't have to be a mother to to a child to have this. This is part of every woman. And it's, it's part of how we're wired that if we slow it down and we actually listen to our hearts and our souls, we have deeper knowing. And so that's the gift of the priestess. And our job is to allow her to give her space. And it means slowing it down, right? Have you ever just wanted to like get away, like go on a retreat or get away for a day and just have some peace and quiet to think? That's the place of the priestess. And we have to make time for it every day, right? No one's going to give us more time. And so morning, taking a few minutes to breathe or taking a walking meditation where your mind chatter comes up and you say, thank you, mind. I don't need you right now. And you go back into your heart. Heart, what do you want me to know? Soul, what do you want me to know? That's the priestess, your intuition and honoring it because it's real. So interesting. In ancient times, right, one of my favorite books is called The Myths of Avalon, and it retells the story of King Arthur's court from the perspective of the feminine. And in ancient times, high priestesses ruled the land with kings, and kings would consult these high priestesses for their intuition on what they should do with war, what they should do with their land, because they appreciated and revered a woman's intuition. So we are the ones who are going to have to bring back reverence for our intuition. The next archetype I want to talk about is what's called, what I call the mermaid, right? Ariel Spilsbury calls this the muse. I call it the mermaid because this is our fun inner child. And she loves to swim. She loves to dance. She loves to play. She loves to be a unicorn. And she's so fun and she's so silly. And she just wants to go out and play ring around the rosy or whatever your little inner child, your mermaid wants to do. And every one of us has a little inner mermaid. The thing is that as we get older, we kind of crush our inner mermaid, right? We think we don't have time for her or she's silly or not important, right? Have you maybe been wanting to take dance classes or painting and then you're like, I don't have time for that, right? About a year ago or two years ago, two years ago, Josh and I started getting these notices of this group in town that ran all these different classes and we were we would look through the booklet we would circle the classes that just sounded fun this wasn't for business this wasn't for right for purpose this was just for fun and then oh we don't have time oh i'm going to have to miss a week cuz i have a speaking engagement oh forget it right or we would just forget to sign up and then finally about 
a year ago, we said no more of just talking about this. We're going to walk our talk. We need to honor this. And since I have been honoring my inner mermaid, I've been in a loving life. You know that life isn't always easy for me. You know about my miscarriages. You know I'm on a fertility journey right now. Like, it doesn't mean life is always easy. But it means that I'm honoring my inner child and I'm having so much more fun. And when a woman has fun, right? So many people say, oh my God, your life looks so fun. Oh my God, you're, you know, how do you have time to frolic? How do you have time to like, how do you, do? because I, I I make it, I take it. I take that time, right? Because when I am radiating, when I'm having fun, when I'm letting my inner mermaid, and for me, my inner mermaid is a dancer, okay? So I now, I can't even help it. Do you know I do half my podcast while I'm dancing? Like I'm in my chair right now. I'm moving my shoulders. Like she just loves to dance. And my inner mermaid loves to make up songs. My inner mermaid loves to play like silly games. My inner mermaid loves to just skip down the street. And so I do. Right? We stop our inner mermaid, right? Our brains, our fear brains, our distorted masculine, not divine masculine, distorted masculine brains, the way that we've been kind of trained and grown, raised is like my, my unicorn client, you know, whose parents said you're too much. So maybe you want to skip down the street and you go, oh, but I'll look stupid. Maybe you want to dance and you go, oh, I'm probably, you know, I, I can't dance. Who said? Who said? Right. We all have that part of us. When you were three, when you were four, you were just being. You were totally whole and perfect. And you weren't worried that people would think you look stupid. Right. We all love looking at video. I don't want to say we all. Many of us love, I know I do, love looking at videos of like little two-year-olds shaking their little diaper booty. It's so cute. We aren't looking in to see if they're like deserving of being on Dancing with the Stars. Right. They're they're just so adorable. Well, you are adorable too. You can tell I love the inner mermaid. She's like so fun and she's magical. She's magical. And this is absolutely core to being a woman. We must be in our magical mermaid. We must. Because when you're in your magical mermaid, when you're having fun, you are going to, first of all, radiate so much joy to others and people will start to notice. You're going to uplift everyone in your household. You're going to uplift the cashier at the grocery store because you're going to be in a better mood. You're going to be like, hey, how's your day? When you're in your inner mermaid, you are going to be inspiring other people. They're going to be like, hey, I'll have what she's having. And when you're in your inner mermaid, what starts to happen is that you start to attract in more of what you want in life because there's nothing more powerful. As my mentor, Regina Thomashower says, there's nothing more powerful than a woman in her desires. So we have to be in our inner mermaid and enjoying and having fun in life no matter what. The next archetype is our Aphrodite, our goddess of love. Now, this is the sensual part of all of us, the part of all of us that really mm, loves romance, loves to be touched, loves expansion, loves love. Now, if we were hurt when we were young, and I was, I've told you before that when I was 17, my first love abused me, physically abused me. And so it's taken me a lot of years to melt the shield of my goddess of love and my Aphrodite. And she, but she loves love. And she loves to be touched. And she is our sensual being. And by sensual, I mean she's all about beauty. So the beauty of aroma, whether that's the aroma of honeysuckles coming out in the spring or that's the aroma of fresh-baked cookies or tea. She loves sound. She loves birds chirping, music, right? 
she takes in touch and feel. And that's a beautiful thing. Our sensual being loves taste, right? But instead of golfing down our food, like because we're in, we're so, we're, we're in a rush, right? We're making even homemade meals like fast food now. The sensual part of ourselves wants to take a strawberry and first bring it up to our nose and then maybe even lick it just to get a little taste and then take a small little bite mm. and chew it slowly. So our sensual self, our Aphrodite, she wants us to romance ourselves with all the senses. And we wait for a partner to romance us, to give us flowers. Well, she says, get flowers for yourself. We wait for someone else to feed us strawberries. Well, feed strawberries to yourself. We wait for someone else to touch us. Well, girlfriend, get in the bathtub and start touching yourself and telling your toes how adorable they are. Start telling your calves and your thighs how luscious they are. Start loving on your belly as is right now for its gorgeousness. This is our opportunity. This is in every woman. And as you love yourself sensually this way, you are going to attract in so much love. First of all, you won't accept anything less in the future. And second, you are going to attract in love like this. So this is our, and I find so when I was at the Goddess Girls Retreat last year and we were talking about being a goddess in our whole selves, I found so many of the women there had cut off their inner mermaid. I mean, it made them cry. I get it. And so many had cut off this Aphrodite sensual self because who has time? And I get it. So get it. I'm not saying, you. I'm, again, taking the time, right? Just slowing down for one strawberry and letting yourself enjoy it, slowing it down to hear the birds. Right? These are things that our kind of modern day society has not honored. And yet what is more honorable than enjoying nature? Nothing. Research is so clear that nature is like a vitamin for us. Nature is as healing for us as medicine. So it's not that we're all sick or depressed. It's that we've been suppressing these natural parts of ourselves. The next archetype of the feminine is the wild woman. Now this, oh. I am in love with me, some wild woman. This is the part of ourselves that is fiery, that is raw, that is natural, that is sexual, that is primal. Right? This is a part of ourselves that is just, urgh. and we all have her. We all have her. She's fiery. She's passionate. She's all passion. But if you suppressed a passion when you were younger, because let's say you had a passion for writing and someone said to you, writers don't make any money. Or, you know, this actually one of my clients who had done my four-month empowered program, she had wanted to write erotic novels. But she she was like so passionate about it. But in her conservative family, that was like so not okay. And then she went on to marry her conservative husband and just didn't even dare talk to him about it. And then she went on to have her kids and like was living this life and felt depressed. Well, of course she was because she was suppressing her wild woman. And so wild woman doesn't mean that you're like doing the, you know, Florida spring break thing and showing everyone your boobies. No, right? Wild woman here is your raw, natural, like powerful, passionate self. And within the wild woman is our fire, right? It is okay to have anger. It is okay to have rage. It is okay. The thing is, the shadow side of this is that then we just take it out on other people. We attack others. When we feel attacked, we attack back. 
And the way instead you want to go back and listen to an earlier, a very early episode of the Purpose Girl podcast when I talked about what to do with anger, right? What I do is I literally will come down into my basement or up onto my, into my office or I'll go outside and I will scream and I'll kick and I will punch or I'll take a bat into the woods and I will beat the shit out of the ground, right? Because instead of taking it out on Josh when he doesn't deserve it or taking it out on <laughs> anyone, we're taking it out on myself. My primal raw emotion needs to get out. And think about it. Again, look at a three-year-old. They're getting their anger out. They're stomping it out. And then they're clear of it and they can move on. Right? So I'm not telling you to suppress your feelings. I'm telling you to feel your feelings. And this is the beauty of the wild woman. And she's so hot. She's so hot. She's so fierce. I freaking love her. The next archetype is the warrior. Now, this is the lioness who protects her cub. This is the mama bear who will, like, she is fierce and she fights for what she loves. She fights for what she loves. And this is the aspect of woman that you get knocked down and you get back up again and you get knocked down, you get back up again. No matter what you have been through, you turn that pain into purpose. You move on with bravery and courage. Right. One of my coaching clients who had had several miscarriages got up the next day and still fed her other two children. That is her warrior self. Or another one of my coaching clients had wanted to write a book for so long. She wrote the book. She got an agent. She shopped it around and she was rejected. And then you know what she did after she cried and she screamed? She got back up and she tried again. And she looked at how else can I serve? Now that is the warrior. We are warriors for love. That's the key, right? The distorted masculine, distorted, is warriors to fight over fear. Oh, I'm afraid that someone's going to take my land. I'm afraid that someone's going to take my job. I'm afraid. No, the woman warrior, the feminine warrior is you are a warrior for love. What are you a warrior to protect? And this can be for causes. This can be for, you, for your family. This can be and for yourself. Be a fierce warrior that you get back up. And every woman has this in her, even if she doesn't recognize it. The next archetype, now again, like what's so powerful about this when I'm doing the Women's Happiness Summit is we're talking about all these different topics. I haven't outlined it by archetype, but you will find aspects and tools for each of these within being our whole self, right? Because any aspect of, the, of your whole self that you are suppressing, you will end up depressed. So we've got to bring out all the aspects of woman. And it's fun. Like, aren't these archetypes amazing? I love them so much. The last archetype, I want to talk about, and there are others, but the last one I want to talk about today is the wise woman. Some communities call it the crone. I like wise woman, but this is like our older self inside. So we have our inner child, and then we have our inner wise woman, our inner older self, right? The 80-year-old the self inside of us that actually is so wise. She knows exactly what to do. She knows exactly what is worth our time and not worth our time. She knows exactly how to, to turn something into cheeky humor and kind of laugh about it because she knows it's not, it's not as life and death as we're making it. She's all about heart knowing. And each one of us has this inner wise woman. Our job is to connect with her. Actually, I'm going to talk about one last archetype. And this is the Artemis. This is the Diana. This is the Huntress. This is what I call the purpose girl. The purpose girl is she has her dreams. She has her desire. She has her vision. And she takes her bow and arrow and she goes for it. Now, the purpose girl, she 
is all about what is my contribution to the world. She's not comparing herself to everybody else. She's not saying, oh, but that one has this, or there's too many coaches in the world, or there's too many gluten-free bakeries. No, she's like, I know this is my gift, and this is how I'm going to share it. Now, you can have 10 gifts and share all 10 at different points in your life or at the same point in your life. But the point is that you are going after you have, like Diana or Artemis, they were huntresses. And they wouldn't just go kill everything. They knew, oh, that is, that's what's going to feed my family. And so they could bow and arrow, go get it. And that is the purpose girl. And she is incredibly feminine. And when the purpose girl is fueled by her inner mermaid, when the purpose girl is following her inner wisdom of her inner wise woman, when the purpose girl has slowed down and is listening to her intuition instead of her chaotic mind, when the purpose girl is acknowledging and allowing her sensual self and her wild woman, that is when she can get any desire, any and every desire. So my loves, this is the whole woman. And the whole woman is a happy woman. And so what I want you to feel into your purpose power tips, number one, which of these archetypes are you rocking right now? Like make a note to yourself. If you're driving, just make a note. If you're, if you're sitting somewhere and you can write down, which of these are you rocking out? And you can congratulate yourself and celebrate yourself. Number two, what are one or two that you want to grow in? You want to expand. You want to really, you miss. You know that you're suppressing and it's making you depressed. And the number three, what's one thing that you will do this week? Purpose power tip, one thing you'll do this week for your inner mermaid, one thing you'll do this week to bring out your sensual self, and one thing you'll do this week for your wisdom or intuition. And with that, this is how we become our happiest selves. We become our whole selves. So I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of the Purpose Girl podcast. It has been so fun to talk to you about a woman's truth, a woman's happiness. If you have not yet registered for the Women's Happiness Summit, it's happening June 17th to the 20th. It's absolutely free. Go to womenshappinesssummit.com. Register for free. It's amazing. And then, of course, if you want all the videos for life, I've packaged them all together and you can get the all-access pass, which, again, you'll find out how to do it once you register for the Women's Happiness Summit. It's going to be amazing. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning into this episode of the Purpose Girl Podcast. I hope you loved it as much as I loved sharing this information with you. If you're not yet in the Purpose Girls Women's Happiness Network on Facebook group, please go on over, join us. We're a growing community, over a thousand strong now, and we love supporting you. If you've not yet left your review, please do so. Leave a five-star review, one sentence of what you love for the Purpose Girl Podcast. It helps so much. If you aren't following me over on Instagram, it's at Karen Rockind or on Facebook at Coach Karen Rockind. I love having you as part of my community. We are changing the world one woman at a time. As always, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now. <music>